Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another amazing episode of The Devil's Do. I am your host, Carl Duty, and court is in session. With me, as always, is a man who I will switch to because he's my co-host, Mr. Drew Celestino. Oh, look what you did there. I see what you did there. What's going on? Nothing much. Up? How are you doing? We are, we are, this is our first of the, the Tuesday experiment. This is the Tuesday experiment. This is our effort to be as current as possible on Wednesday for you. Because we care about you, dear listeners, and we don't like going back and having to add in new... No, no more eulogies. Yeah. <laughs> the day eulogies before. And, and updates that are like... We're sick and tired of our news being out of date when the episode yeah. posts. Look, if someone dies tonight... I can't help you there. <laughs> we hear you. I'm not, I'm not going to turn around and come back. No. I get like a CNN notification or something. No. Sorry. So yeah, it's Tuesday night. We're recording this show to go up uh, Wednesday. It's Tuesday, January the 17th. Uh, that's correct. Yes. <laughs> I had my, to check. My son's 10-month birthday. Oh. He's 10 months old today. Crazy. Crazy. He's all sitting up on his own and being expressive and everything. Still not crawling yet. A little behind the curve there, but. He'll get there. Yeah. So. And then your life changes yes. again. Mobility. Yes. Desired and feared at the same time. <laughs> then I suppose I got to like make my house somewhat safe for a child. To be somewhat would yeah. help. Yeah. Put some pillows on some corners, things like that. Yeah. Stuff like that. Stuff like that. So. Yeah. That being said, I know last episode we kind of skipped over the how was your week. So this is because you said you had stories to tell. A little bit. This is your opportunity. This will be. Like, well, yours too. This will be like a retro how was your week? So covering like the past two weeks. Two weeks. Uh, let me get the calendar two weeks out. Change. Let me get, let me get the calendar out for you here. So, are you, are you documenting your weeks now so that you know what to talk about? I'm at least going to look at. I'm at least going to look at a calendar. <laughs> but it's, it's a step. So, uh, seeing as we're going back two weeks and we're getting into um, you know New Year's essentially. Yeah, like Christmas and New Year's. Uh, so New Year's weekend, I spent um, abroad more or less. So I drove uh, on the 30th. I went down to Cleveland, Ohio to spend some time with my buddy Phil for the evening. Had dinner um, and uh, got to play some awesome guitars in his uh, expansive collection. Expansive nice. and expensive collection. Mm-hmm. So that was fun. And then Saturday morning, Jen and I left uh, early from Cleveland to go to Louisville, Kentucky because uh, we were uh, rescuing six basset hounds the following nice. morning. So uh, we spent uh, the evening in Louisville, got some dinner. I picked up a lion's share of really good Three Floyds Brewing beers because they don't have New York State distribution, and they are one of the premier breweries in this fine nation of ours. So I loaded up uh, with a quite, quite, a, quite, the, quite the haul. Bottle count? Um, eight 22s and two four-packs. Alrighty. Of Good stuff. So you so you got beer and brought it across state lines. Yes, you're bootlegging now. Um, I didn't. I I guess. <laughs> nah, nah, it's cool. I'm the lamest bootlegger ever. I'm, I'm bootlegging legit product as, as opposed to homemade uh stills, bathtub stills, yeah. and bowling balls. I'm not quite the beer baron, but I, I, you know, with with time, <laughs> I'll get there. Kablamo! Oh, excuse me, Marge. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, we brought back six Basset Hounds from uh, Kentucky on uh, New Year's Day. And uh, that was cool. That was very rewarding. They were all very, very good. They all have good foster homes now. Nice. And uh, that led uh, into, 
let's see, going back, that led through New Year's week, which was like back to work, yay, you know. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, but the Sunday on the 8th, uh, the Long Cold Dark had a show. We played a benefit for pit bulls. So I had quite the two weeks of uh, of, of helping out the pooches, man. I saw some uh, some Facebook pictures of that. Yeah, um, it's good. I'd like to talk to you about that show, sir. Okay. About um, what happened? What 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 I do? Uh, how can I how can I put this in a nice way? Uh, your disappointing performance, not so much. Oh dear. In a musical sense. Oh. But in the the combat sense. Did um, you miss when I retained my my, all my I title? Was a is a video of you getting whooped. And well, I'm watching this video, was, I'm like, that, this is not representative of the quality the devils do or the long, cold, dark puts forward. That did not uh, th- tell the whole story. Uh-huh. So I did get uh, a finisher in and then a uh, three count, which was not videotaped, but mind you, the title was never on the line. So frankly, it really yeah. doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Uh Grant and I will be having our uh, final confrontation. Well, that's we'll see. If if I win, it's final, and I will win uh, on the eighteenth, February the eighteenth, at the Dreadnecks CD release show, which is the last Long Cold Dark show for a while. So I can finally start getting uh, new material done and written and recorded, and then we can come back with a uh, you know a strong hand. But uh, I will be retaining the title, so that that I will happen. I'm just just saying, what is out there for public viewing is not flattering. Uh, when you're sucker punched by a gentleman on the stage when you're not ready, I'm sorry, but you know I wasn't there to fight. I was there to partake in a f- evening of music. Okay, I mean that that's fine. You you can use the sucker punch excuse for the first punch, but you know after that, I wasn't prepared. I'm not I'm not ready. I wasn't ready for a title defense that yeah. night. I t- I defend the title when I'm ready to defend the title. Mm. All right, go ahead. Hardcore rules are not in effect here. Twenty four seven rules are not in effect. Da, da, yeah. Yeah. Whatever you got to tell yourself, sleep at night. Oh, I sleep fine on my belt. All right. Gold gold is comfy, my friend. <laughs> this is a soft metal. That's right. <laughs> exactly. Ah, <laughs> uh, so uh, that led us to uh, the this past weekend, which was uh, fairly uneventful, actually. So, yeah, that, that's about yeah. it. That's been, that's, I, I did stay up way past my bedtime on Thursday, though. For the event that we will be discussing yes. ad nauseum yes. and the fallout over the past few days. Yep. So, um, yeah, that's my weeks, more or less. What's up with you? Um, New Year's was relatively uneventful. We stayed in because uh, we were still kind of recovering from like Christmas and whatnot and trying to get William back on his schedule. And, you know, that just staying in kind of helped out. Uh, so it was, you know, relatively uneventful, just chilled out. I don't even think, yeah, we made it to midnight, but not too much longer after that. We're old. I we're think old. I was, we were in, we were sleeping in the hotel by 1030. Yeah. Yeah. I don't care about balls dropping and whatnot. <laughs> it's funny because afterwards, uh, Julie went to bed. I stayed up to play some games and about half an hour after that. She she had to get up to go to the bathroom, and then she comes back in the living room. She's like, you have to look up on your cell phone, Mariah Carey. Oh, I'm good. <laughs> you know. I was like, oh, well, that's a pleasant train wreck. So, yeah. At this point, why is anyone shocked that people lip sync? I know. Uh, none of these people sing, people. None that, of them. That's why I'm very. It's all garbage. 
and it's bad for you. Like with the Super Bowl halftime shows? They're just, all lip sync. Just get pop singers. Don't bother with bands. Yeah. If they can't play their actual instruments, that, to me, that's worse than lip sync. That's why Metallica would, well, number one, they haven't been asked. But number two, they'd be like, we don't want to do that. Exactly. Yeah. We don't want to like be made to look like, silly. Like the pop artists put on good shows. Bruno Mars, the years he did it. Yeah. <laughs> freaking fantastic prince prince actually performed yeah, oh, well yeah I'm sure they prince let prince go performed. they let prince well, do what you, he was gonna do you don't stop prince no um so yeah that was new year's and then there was a week of work mm. uh you know short week of work which was nice they actually canceled overtime for that week oh how nice of them and then this past week they I reinstated actually, it <laughs> no no this past week i actually had the week off of work oh yes i took a took a week which was nice because it led right into yesterday being martin luther king day so i got that day off too yeah, so was, yeah nice little stretch there it was a nice 10 days off in a row oh glory glory in which uh we started watching westworld okay really good you know typical hbo quality and i kind of dove into my games of not only the board variety, but also the video game variety. Mm -hmm. Star I got two video games for Christmas, one of which surprisingly enjoyable and really fun. And I could see it taking up a lot of my time, a lot of time in the future. The other one, greatly disappointing and extremely frustrating. Okay, let's start with the fun one. Titanfall 2. I heard great things about Titanfall 2 crazy fun that's what i've heard lots of fun didn't sell well and everyone wonders why because it was apparently very very good it's very good that's done by the people who modern warfare 2 modern, modern warfare War, modern, yeah, Titan, yeah, era, the early uh, the really good modern infinity ward yeah warfares yeah um so yeah before activision or yeah activision got involved and screwed it all up yep um the team that was doing those early ones that were really good that like kind of revolutionized first-person shooters yep it's it feels like the play control and everything it feels like the perfect and the way the game is set up feels like a perfect hybrid between like call of duty modern warfare and halo um i played the demo of titanfall 2 actually and i found it to be uh a lot of fun so yeah a lot of uh it's a great first-person shooter but you have like the uh kind of parkourish leaping ability yeah, as well and the you, grappling claw and stuff like that, that yeah was once neat. you get that stuff down yeah movement is really really very freeing i would imagine it's freeing it's it's fluid yeah like you're you're wall running then you jump then like you grapple to kind of pull you into the next roof or whatever yeah it's great not only with grapple to use to climb one, not use it to climb on like titans and attack them. The or big you mechs, can, yeah. You can grapple an opponent and just kind of bring them in, give them an old melee attack right there. Good stuff. Yeah, they were. It got. It was. It scored well. People seemed to like it, but it did not sell well. Yeah, if you got, I don't understand that. If you got a chance, because I hear the single player mode is good too. That's yeah. People I dabbled really in it. it a little bit just to get the uh, the play control down. I'm mm -hmm. probably going to go back into it. Um, I would definitely recommend picking it up if you can get it. Like. Cheap? Yeah. Cool. Very good. So what was the disappointment? And I feel bad because this is the game my wife got me for Christmas. Yeah. And Julie not being a gamer as much, if I express disappointment in a game that she got me... You're sending a signal never to buy a game again. No, no, no. Oh. Not so much that, but like she, she thinks it's something she did wrong. Well, that's what I like, mean. It's not you, honey. It's the people who made the game. Yeah. 
Last Guardian. Yeah, the game that's been delayed for a decade. I oh, man. disappointing, huh? Visually, it is one of the most beautiful games I've ever seen in my life. Okay, it's worth playing just to like walk around and look at the visuals. Okay, they are stunning. Okay, what they did with uh, Trico, the the bird chicken, the bird thing. chicken dog, yeah, is fantastic. Its behavior is very much like that of a realistic animal, not of a quote unquote video game character. Okay. And all that stops when you actually start to control something in the game. Okay. The play control is hot garbage. That's a shame. It's not just... Originally, I mentioned, wow, this camera is really bad. I've heard that. And then it just got worse. Ooh. And then it got, like, PS1-era camera There's... bad. Well, seeing as it started development somewhere in the PS1 era... <laughs> and and the play control... You know what? If If the game was announced that it came out in a regular time span yeah it would almost be understandable that the play control is as terrible as it is but given how long this game has been in development and this was a problem with the previous two games eco and shadow of the colossus yeah yeah how do you not fix that because basically i would i would venture to guess because it's been in development for so long they couldn't see the forest from the trees and and they just they just you know what i mean like they they just kept working on what they had and didn't really refine it they just kept they just they built it on a bad foundation and never fixed it basically it's it's so bad and it's just things that like okay i can jump to this ledge but i can't jump to that ledge which is yeah. not that far away yeah you know i can do this but i it's lo- logical things i can do a but and i logic would dictate since i can do a i should be able to do b but you can't but for some reason i can't do b and the game wouldn't otherwise indicate why that is it took That's me a like a half an hour just to get up on a ledge yeah just to get up on a ledge to maneuver the camera and to maneuver Trico, because as great as Trico is, sometimes it's also really friggin' frustrating. Yep. I've heard that. Oh. I'm sorry to hear I that. I really want, because apparently the game is not that long, and I really want to finish it, but. But you're just, if it's frustrating, you just stop. Titanfall is really fun, yeah. and, you know, I'm still big in Street Fighter V. Tournament coming up this weekend, so cool. I gotta, you know, do a little practice for that. It's so disappointing. After all the hype and all the buildup, this is probably one of the biggest letdowns. After so long in development, I, I have to say, man, like no game ever really. After that long, it just it, it'll never. Yeah, but it'll at least never they have basic out. play control down. I mean, think, think about like Duke that. Nukem Forever. That was that was in development for like fifteen years, and then it finally it finally came out, and everyone's like, "Oh, this stinks." Like, yeah. Well, that's why it was. That's why it wasn't released for this long. So yeah, um, did makes a lot me, of that. Makes me worry for Half-Life 3, if and when it ever does see the light of day. But, but of course, that'll never happen. So, <laughs> so did a lot of that. Did, uh, did some board gaming. Learned uh, City of Iron, which is a lot of fun. A lot of moving parts. Mm. Um, went and saw Rogue One again. Oh. Did that on like the Monday. I was How off. was the second viewing? Good. Okay. Good. Especially since I was in a theater where the screen was properly calibrated. That helps. Yeah. It was, uh, it was really good. Equally as enjoyable. Okay. Interesting. So, yeah. I haven't seen it again yet. I, I would like to before it leaves theaters. So, yeah. That, um, I 
think that was pretty much had a game night with my nieces and nephew Friday night. So that was fun. Did you uh, introduce them into the nerd, the nerd gaming? Yes, we played what did we play we played Lanterns, which I think you and Jen are going to love. Okay. Uh we played King of Tokyo. A classic by any yep. by any measure. And then, we, oh, the way my nephew played King of Tokyo would have driven you crazy. Why? What did he do? Hoarding energy like crazy. Oh, uh, I, I know people who play like that. With, like, cards out on the board. Yeah. That any one of them would be a game winner for you. Why didn't he buy them? I don't know. I don't think he fully understood the game. And then, like, he would wipe the board, right? Oh, As I was about to buy, it has yeah. a baby. That's a, have, yeah. You remember, do you ever have the card, it has a baby? Is that where you get uh, an extra dice? No, no. When you die, you come back full life. Oh, you have that's to give a, up all your victory points and all your cards. But you're still alive. But it's that's a, a whole hell, new that's, life. That's a hell of a card. Yeah. So it was. I'm not gonna lie. It was driving me crazy. <laughs> so yeah, life and gaming, man. That was the weeks. If dear listener, you would like to tell us about your weeks, you would like to send some questions to the show. You would like to send in some comments or suggestions. You can reach us at the following locations. You can reach us at Twitter at Devil's Do Pod. You can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash Devil's Do Pod. You can email us at the Devil's Do Pod at gmail.com. And you can find all this fantastic resources, all of these fantastic resources on the Devil's Do Podcast.com. That being said, Drew, we have some listener questions. Oh. And surprise, surprise, they're from our dear friends, JJ Elsamino. And Alan Waiters. They're not. They're not like going to take an off season. Like- <laughs> no, it doesn't, doesn't look like they. Uh, they support the show. All right, and we appreciate their support. You know, other people. You guys can email us too. <laughs> yeah, give the give Jay and Alan run for their money. Give them a break. Give them, you know, yeah, give them a run for their money. Maybe you can get into the uh, the World Series. There are prizes, so they're, you know they're legitimate prizes. Yeah, actual things. Bobbly things. Bug-eyed, bobbly things. Yes. So our first question from Al. Al only sent him one question. That's okay. But this isn't this isn't the yeah, tournament yeah, bracket. No, no, this, this is this is just regular. Uh, Peter Dinklage has been confirmed for Infinity War. The film. Yeah. Avengers Infinity yeah. War. Do you speculate he will play Star Fox, Pip the Troll, or Uatu? The Watcher. Pip the Troll. If they get the rights from Fox. Pip the Troll. Yeah. I mean... It's like, it's the most on-the-nose thing ever. I think Owatu would be interesting. I would love to see Marvel kind of do that. I, I, I need Big Fat Watcher. OG Watcher. Big Fat One. I like him. I know. I don't want Peter Dinklage Watcher. That's I, silly. I... Look not at the man's stature as a person, but look no, at no, his no. stature as an actor. That's fine, but but um, I know no, I know what you're saying, but yeah, Pip the Troll is on the nose home run. That's so obvious. Uh, for those of you who don't know, kind of picture a surly New York cab driver, circa 1980s, wearing just a loincloth and feather boots with elf ears, smoking a cigar and belligerent. That's Peter Dinklage on a Friday. So, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, those are those are our picks. Yeah, now I, on, it's it's yeah, that's the easy one. Now on to Mr. Gelsomino. Okay. 
question for both of us. Oh, he's following format. He is. He's, oh, okay. He likes he's, it. He's, he's conditioned. If Staying you, in shape in the offseason. There you go. If you could kill your mortal enemy with one video game control, what would it be and how? Yeah, I'm, this is not... Controller? I, it just says control. So originally I was thinking, well, the original Xbox controller, the first one... Would, oh, yeah. I think it was a spaceship. You deadly could throw blunt it. instrument. Sure was. Um, I think he's maybe thinking video game move or okay. something. Okay. I don't, I don't know. I mean... He's already in off-season form. It's a, <laughs> he's, he's a little shaky. Uh, well, being the fine Mortal Kombat player that I am, you know, Kung Lao's hat slice down the down down the middle. Would, right down the middle. I mean, that's that's pretty satisfying. Yep. <laughs> First time I saw it, 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 it was pretty mind-bending. <laughs> so it's it's pretty strong. It's pretty strong. I would uh I would have to go as you went. Your favorite video game? I would have to go with my favorite video game. Uh, I would have to go with Akuma's Raging Demon. Okay. Is that like a Shoryuken, but like more powerful? No. Okay. He like teleports at you, grabs you, the screen goes black. You hear like 30 hits. And then if it kills you, you get the sunburst effect with the Akuma symbol in the background. Oh, okay. All right. So yeah. There you have it. There's that. Okay, question for you. Okay. Sleep with one, marry one, kill one. Jay's trademark. A Jay original question. <laughs> trademark. <laughs> nice Marmot Productions. Uh-huh. This might be a hard one for you. Oh. Well, two of these I Phrasing. think are going to be hard. Okay. But Princess Peach. Okay. Princess Zelda. Okay. Princess Vespa. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let me think about this for a moment. Um, I mean, okay, let's, let's weigh the merits here. Princess Peach. Who has a larger kingdom, Peach or Zelda? I'm going to say Peach. The Mushroom Kingdom's boundaries seem to know no bound. They, 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 it, it, it just keeps getting larger, I think. Hyrule is very finite. Mm -hmm. There's, you know, there's an end to that world map. Um, Vespa, Needy, kind of, kind of bratty. I don't know if I need all that. Like so let's, if Kardashian was a princess. Let's go ahead and take Vespa and put her in an early grave. Yeah, sorry, sorry, Princess Vespa. Um, so really, it comes down to, to Peach or Zelda. <sighs> I think I'm going to have to go with Mary Zelda. And uh, uh, one a one-up nightstand with de, Peach. De, uh, Deflower the fire flower of of <laughs> Princess Peach, if you will. Here's why. All right. I I don't know that I could be married to Princess Peach. The the, the always getting kidnapped thing. It's just, it's, it's, it's like, this okay, constant baggage. Sweetie, maybe some legitimate protection. Maybe yeah. some legitimate bodyguards. Yeah. Not, you know, sentient. Fungus. Yeah, yeah. So I just I, don't, I can't deal with that. But but Mario keeps going to save her, so I have to think the getting is good. So yeah, and well, you don't well, want to you don't want to marry that because you don't want to have to compete with like what happens if you lose to Mario? Oh, that's, dude, that's Mario's. Gonna, he, he could jump on me and crush me. I'm not messing with that guy. So yeah. so no, nah, Mar- you can have her, bro. But let me have her once first. That's all. all right. But Zelda, she's strong, strong, independent. Yep. Yep. She, 
and, and occasionally she, you know, helps out in the final boss battle. So that that's yeah. she knows what's going on. Regal, powerful. Mm-hmm. I respect all that. Yep. So yeah, that's done. Alrighty. Uh, my question, uh, Carl. You're reading your own questions now. Well, you were drinking. I didn't want. Sorry. All right. Who has your favorite celebrity mustache? Ooh. I know what Jay's thinking. Jay's thinking I'm going to say Kurt Russell and Tombstone. That's the obvious answer. Which is obvious and worthy of being an answer. It's absolutely correct. But there is one other. Same movie, too. No. Well, same actor. No. Okay. Wow, you're... Okay. I'm saying... Wow. Burt Reynolds, any Hal Needham movie. Smokey and the Bandit, Cannonball Run. Particularly Smokey and the Bandit. Ah. For I, for iconic sake, I'll 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 give you a nod, but but <laughs> Sam Elliott is 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 furious I, listen, somewhere right now. Listen, I am not denying the sheer raw power of the Kurt Russell and Sam Elliott mustaches. I mean, in Tombstone, there's no denying it. Sam Elliott's career was based on his mustache and his voice, of course. But the mustache, he didn't ask me what I <laughs> thought was the best okay he asked me what my favorite was then then you then there's no wrong answer Burt Reynolds. all right that's good so yeah good stuff i would say kurt russell but well good call you would not be wrong that, all right excellent my favorite was there a question for both of us or is jay just completely mailing this in we had the question with the video game kill move ah, that's great okay i'm i'm fine i'm okay see they're taking a light this week i'm i'm back to work this week i don't know what's going on all right. Case files are closed. All right. Actually, no. Cross-examination is closed. That's correct. Yes. Now to get to some case files. Open we've the got, case files back up. Got some little bit of news that's worth mentioning. Then we got some big news we're going to talk a lot about. A uh, little bit of news is worth mentioning. Uh, a lot of fans were worried that this was possibly going to happen. Ruh-roh. Uh, but thankfully, Lucasfilm has come out ah. and said that they will not... Uh, recreate Carrie Fisher CGI for Star Wars Episode Nine. So they won't do it again. In other words, well, they I already mean, did it in Rogue One. Yeah, for what? Five seconds. Three seconds. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Spoilers. Um, yeah. <laughs> so I'm glad about this. I, yeah. I think let's not make it awkward. It just I they're in a tricky position now on how they like resolve it. Why not? But I don't think that this would have been a viable route for them to do. So that begs the question: Do they kill Leia off screen? Do they just not mention her? How do you handle it? I don't. You know what? I think they find a good way to do it where they don't have to kill her. Okay. Keep the character alive. All right. I let's hope. Yeah. Hope. See. Yeah. yeah. Hope. Yeah. So yeah, that's that's the little bit of news. Big news. Well, hang on. We got, we got some show-relevant oh, yeah. news. show-relevant stuff. Oh, folks, quick housekeeping first. Um, before we get to the show-relevant news, we want to let you know that we will be getting back to Hell's Kitchen relatively soon. Oh, it's coming up. Drew and I have decided once we get done with Luke Cage, we are going to go into season two of Daredevil. Hell yes. Uh, it's been a big for a show that's called The Devil's Due. And, and you need some Daredevil content the, back in your life. Hook, the hook is that we're going to talk about Daredevil. And admittedly, we haven't done that for a while. Drew's 
two read comic stack is immensely huge. So I'm well, guessing he's not caught up on current Daredevil issues. So I'm fairly caught up on Daredevil currents. We, we can we can definitely sprinkle that back in. Okay, because they just um, started. And are you like current as to like a couple issues? But I can okay. I can catch up very right, quickly. We can um, do that next. So week, look then. forward look forward to some Daredevil comics coming yep. back. Uh, but but keep in mind, folks, that uh, the, the the breadth of the show is it's Daredevil focused mainly. But uh, the the Netflix stuff is is pretty awesome, and yeah. we're, I I feel that it's our duty to uh, no no pun yeah. intended, sir, to cover it. Yeah, I mean Daredevils and the Defenders. All these shows are going to converge, so yeah. let's 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 it's tackle like, this. What do you want us to do? Just do Daredevil and then like not have any show at all for exactly till we're, 2018. We're giving you content, yeah, here, folks. So um, all right. That being said, show um, relevant news. Show relevant news. Marvel announced that a Defenders comic is going to relaunch. Uh, coming June from none other than uh, masterful scribe Brian Michael Bendis. And uh, that will feature the Netflix lineup, if you will, of yes. Daredevil, Jessica Jones, Luke Cage, and Danny Rand, the Iron Fist. Yeah, a lot of, have you noticed this week, like a lot of uh, Defenders stills have been coming out? I was just going to say that. In addition to the comic book being announced, uh, Entertainment Weekly posted the first pictures of the cast of Defenders. Yes, and nothing yet of... An Iron Fist costume. Costume. I think you're going to get it. You're going to get it. In the, it's going to be like Daredevil, man. Last episode, right. he'll finally okay. put on the green right. jammies. Not going to lie. I'm a little worried, but I'm going to. I am too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> At least they gave him the chest tattoo. Yeah, you got to figure if they give Daredevil his legitimate costume, they're going to. Because Iron Fist costume is not that outrageous in comparison to Daredevil's. No, it depends what version they, you know, look, they can't do the 70s crazy collar yeah. with the little booties, but you can give the man a green tracksuit or something with yeah. a headband or something, exactly. you know, like, come on, man. Yeah. So, right, right. Hopeful for that. Luke and Jessica make sense. They don't really have costumes. Yeah. So that's fine. So, but it's exciting. New car. Co- yeah. It's new coming co- together. Coming out. Are you going to give it a shot or because I know you said lately Bendis is not. Bendis is just not. I hate saying that. I, I know I, you do because you the man's love given, Bendis. I, the Daredevil Bendis run is my absolute favorite Daredevil run. Followed right one A and one B Bendis and Brubaker. That is like my bread and butter Daredevil comic book gold. That's that. Yeah, my favorite Daredevil stuff ever. It made me the fan that I am today. But lately, Bendis just isn't uh, quite my thing. I think I what's he what's he done that's kind of let you down. A lot of stuff over the years. <laughs> Anything post Daredevil has been kind of spotty. Uh, I feel like he gets a little too clever or a little too wordy. Um, his characters tend to just speak. The, the, this basically the Bendisisms got to me, so I can't deal with the pop cultural speak and the blabber and the okay. lots of dialogue balloons in the page with nothing really being established or said. That kind of you know, yeah, stuff that would work on a screen, not necessarily on exactly a comic. Page. Exactly. Um, but hey, the, the dude's great. He can he can spin a yarn. I'm yeah. not gonna. I don't. It's just it's just not working for me lately. So right. no, take that, that for what it's worth. I get that. Um, I'm a fan of Frank Miller. I I get that. Yeah. 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 So, uh, but I will give it a shot. Uh, anytime he says I'm coming back to Daredevil, I'll, okay, all right, I will. Let me see what you yep. got. I'm a little bummed out, I'm not going to lie, that Alex Maleev will not be drawing it, but that's okay. Bendis and Maleev, man, that Maleev is legit. Uh, I think that's 
It, oh, they're using the black costume too in there in the the comic book. I know you're not a fan. No, I'm not a fan. I want the red costume back. I know everything eventually reverts back status quo. Yeah, unless it's X Men or Superman's undies in this case. Yeah, but did you see they... Uh, they're tweaking it. They're tweaking it. Yeah, it's getting there. Just give them the undies back at this point. Come on. You're not, you're not fooling anybody with this. I'm okay with the no undies. I like the tweaks they made. Superman, like since Rebirth, Superman is might be the best DC book I'm reading. I've heard good things about it from a lot of people, including you. So The, the father-son family dynamic is... It's working for you? Really. I mean, it works for me for obvious reasons. Sure. But it's also just really well done. And now they're introducing, like, like in the past couple issues, his son, Jonathan. I see what they yeah. did there. And why wouldn't they? That's, you know, I've, my son is named after to my father and a friend who have passed. So, you know, why wouldn't you do it there? But uh, Jonathan met Damien. Oh, that could be fun. And... They're having a lot of fun with it. I'm sure their it's, worldviews are colliding, much like Batman and Superman's oh yeah. worldviews collide. That's yeah. cool. Because Jonathan's a kid. He's a kid who's just kind of discovered. He's not like he's not like Superboy in that he's exactly the same as Superman, just not as powerful. You've got to remember, he's only half Kryptonian. Right. So is he half as strong? No, like his powers kind of come and go. Oh, okay. And he hasn't exhibited all the powers yet. So it's it's... It's fun. They're doing. It's, it's. I would recommend. Legitimately, I would recommend reading it. Well, let's enjoy it while we can, because uh, we're going to ruin all that real soon with the uh, the, the, the 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 merging Watchmen. of the Watchmen universe into DC proper, because we all want that, right? No. 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 Well, Jeff Johns going to give it to you. Jeez. Oh, yeah, boy. Mm. Jeff Johns. Thanks, Jeff. Thanks, buddy. Your Green Lantern run was so epic. It was so great. It established a firm line of credit for you, with me at least. You're, sir. Would you say he's uh, he's over? He's 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 maxed out the card. He's getting there. Okay. He hasn't maxed it out yet because again, that Green Lantern run. Everybody's got a peak, man. Yeah. So okay. That's all done. Let's get to the the meaty, meaty center of the news. I was going to say, section. calm down now. It's a family show. All right. Thursday night? Thursday night, 11 p.m. Thursday night, Thanks, 11 Japan. p.m. <laughs> which would have been Friday morning, 9 a.m., if my calculations are correct. I think it's about 10 hours, I think. Yeah. So, yeah. Nintendo officially unveiled... The Switch. Not everything about it. There's some details to be forthcoming, but the, the system, the system, controllers. Release lo- date, price point, yeah, the, the good, some launch titles, yes. some later titles. So they, they had a whole thing. They had a whole thing. And the following day was more things. Worldwide. Yeah. They had worldwide events. Yeah. So um, that being said, I yes. will just clear the runway oh, okay. and let you go, sir, and then I'll... I'll throwing my two cents well uh first off let's uh let's 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 let lucas in on this because he seems to be he has something to say apparently and then i'll give you my uh my full take so okay here's lucas all right good and bad i will i will concede both i will concede bad things um good things let's go good things yeah uh the form factor is awesome 
the form factor uh the size the the oh, okay. it, it looks great um it it's smaller than i anticipated it being you see, you see it in pictures and it's one thing but when you actually see it in people's hands yeah you see it compared next to a wii uh wii u controller the gamepad next to a 3d uh a 3ds it's like oh wow that's you know that's that's a cool form factor um the controller sliding on and off and how easy it is and how intuitive it is and that that's all very well, snappy it's very cool it's we know it's snappy because we heard that they snapped a lot the presentation was so japanese the presentation was terrible it was very japanese that's that's what i will say about it it was very uh culturally different than what a western uh studio would would bring to the table um more technology than I anticipated in those little controllers. I didn't know that they would be so robust with the HD rumble and the accelerometers and the motion controls built in. I, I thought at this point they're done with motion controls, but apparently they're not done with motion controls. Mixed feelings about that. But the fact that it's in there and it's apparently pretty good, that's okay. Well, let's see what you got. Um, I didn't anticipate the wrist strap little connector thing with the extra L and R buttons and all that. That's kind of neat. Um, Lots of stuff. I uh, where do I begin? My God, Zelda. Let's let's just get that one out of the way. Obviously, Zelda looks incredible, like absolutely incredible. It will be worth owning the system for. I will almost guarantee it. Um, Mario Odyssey. A lot of people seem to be on the fence about this one because it reminds them of a very poor Sonic game where Sonic crossed over with real people, and now Mario apparently will cross over with real people. But here's the thing. I thought Mario was a real person. So when I see him in New York yeah, City... He's a real guy and he's, who lived in New York Listen, this Super Mario Brothers movie gave us the origin, sir. Uh, no, lived in New York City, went to the Mushroom Kingdom to uh, fight gigantic that, turtles with wee tiny heads. That wasn't... Uh, okay. It was established long before that he was from New York and all that good stuff. Sure. But here's the thing. When he shows up in New York City, which, by the way, it's called New Donk City, which I'm trying not to laugh at, but Donkey Kong tribute being yeah, yeah. what it is um you know there's gonna be an empire state building-esque oh and, thing, he, and i he will better be on top yeah i'll be disappointed if that's not in the game but it's just weird because if mario is a regular person how come the regular people in new donk city all look normal but mario's all malproportioned and cartoonish it's very jarring to see mario in a uh, a real world setting and people are not happy about it so I share some of their concerns, but here's the thing. The other levels they showed were so surreal and weird. Yeah. It was very uh, eye-popping. It looks- I'm, I'm totally on board with Mario Odyssey. Mario Odyssey but, is one see, of the things that got me really excited about it because you've this character has been around for 30 1985? When did Donkey Kong come out? That's when. 83? Yeah, in the, in the Super Mario incarnation. 85, yeah. 85. So 32 years. Countless games. Countless games. You gotta try new stuff. Gotta try new stuff. The title is what explained it all to me. Super Mario Odyssey. In other words, it's gonna get weird. Yeah. As long as it's not like Super Mario Hat. Well, there is a new hat. There's a new hat. It's got a new hat. Um, The hat looks fun. Looks interesting. Looks interesting. Uh, You know what the hat reminded me of? No. Cringe at this. Oh God. The water pack. Yeah, I hate the water pack. I love Super Mario Sunshine. That game was, again, an example of you got refreshing it, try something new, do something different. That's fine. That's fine. Uh, yeah, it could be cool. Um, no, the t- again, it looks it, the, the, the Odyssey. So it's going to be Mario probably traversing really strange worlds. One of them being, looks like kind of our 
world. Yeah, like so real world. Give it a shot, folks. It's kind of a cool concept. Um, you know what I was weirded out though by in that what? Mario game when they zoomed in on him, they gave his mustache individual hair textures. Oh my god, it's so disturbing. Which is weird because it's like. This is not that system. I this know. This is not the system. But but they did anyway. <laughs> very much so with the technology they're using. This is not the groundbreaking graphical system that you'd expect you know, other companies to come out with. We've made peace with the fact that Nintendo is never going to have the best graphics in comparison to other video game systems. They have the best graphics for what they do. That's the thing. And Arts, we're okay with that. Their art style trumps uh, horsepower. And that's why they don't make mention of... The whole, that whole presentation, they did not mention specs yeah. at all. That, that's not Nintendo's focus. It never, well, I don't know if it ever has been, but it definitely hasn't been in the last 20 years. And uh, Probably not since the GameCube. Yeah, that was the last time they really flexed muscle, and it didn't work out for them. And I think that's why they don't do it anymore. They, and, they went all in on the GameCube and said, look, we built something that's powerful, and no one bought it. And can I just say, when the, the part of the presentation, when they were going through the systems of past yes. and what the switch took from each of those systems uh-huh could you not come up with anything better from the gamecube than the handle on the cube yeah it's a little weird but at the same time for what they were trying to sh- the, prove the with cube is easily nintendo's most underappreciated system uh yes i would agree with that that's yeah that's- and like give it I mean, come on man the handle yeah, for what they were trying to do at the time and for what the what the switch is I understand where where they were trying to make that link. It's like you're kicking the corpse of the GameCube. That's eh, okay. Baby, you're getting the corpses? Uh, hey, the GameCube also gave us four-player... Uh, no, that was the N64. Yeah. The GameCube did give us... Uh, let's see, what did it give? Oh, uh, 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 the first wireless controller on a console. Yeah, the WaveBird. WaveBird, man. Thing was legit. That thing was amazing. That, dude, You p- people nowadays with your Xbox controllers and stuff, you don't even have... You have no idea. Before the, the WaveBird... We were tethered. We were physically tethered to the yep. console. Mm-hmm. Wavebird was mind blowing. Yeah. Uh, anyway, um, Splatoon two. Oh, dude. Splatoon yes. Two penis. Yeah, sh- stop that. You, it's a family company, dude. They made the two look like a penis. You can make anything look With, like a penis. They they could have easily remedied that by not making it pink. Look. You Folks. see what you want to see. I think you're stretching a little. Yeah, we'll, we'll post a picture. We'll okay, you, you, you go ahead and do that. Having said that, I cannot be more excited for Splatoon yes. 2. Looks very the first good. one was uh, so fun. Unexpected gem. Like, yeah. oh my God, Nintendo, you're creative again. And I will say this about the uh, Switch presentation before I get back to Splatoon 2. I will say, it looks like Splatoon has kickstarted some kind of creative juices in Nintendo's offices because they threw out some pretty wacky-do stuff at the, at the Switch presentation. So Splatoon 2 is kind of like the, the continuation of that. What's up with this ARMS game? Where did this come from? Um, no, I'm, not, I'm not arguing if it's going to be good or bad, but just from yeah. a sheer creative, like, yeah, what the yeah, hell yeah, is this? They're trying something they're new. They're throwing stuff out there. They're, they're letting creative teams yeah. do new things. Interesting. Very interesting. Um, I don't care about the party game. I suspect most yeah, people one won't. To Switch, I could give zero. Here's the thing. Zero. Bob. Here's the thing. As a concept, 
I think it's brilliant. But they're not, not packing it in. Game. It's not a video game. No, but it is a game, and it does use the hardware. You see what I'm saying? Eh. No, I, hey, I, I'm not. I'm surprised that they're not packing it in. I saw that. I was that's like, okay, the, that's your packing that's, game. That's the head scratcher. That should be the packing game. Yeah. Because that way, you're not asking anyone to make a $50 investment into something so. I think, you know what they're doing? I think they're looking at how much of a success uh, Wii Sports was. And they're like, how much money did we lose out by making that pack? (sighs) But Wii Sports did its job. Yeah. It sold consoles. Yep. I don't know. Sold a $250 system. Yep. At launch. Yep. It sold a lot. With a pack and game. Sold a lot of them. A lot of them. But I digress. They got we got Zelda. That's all I care about. It's gonna be great. I don't care. Um, Mario Kart Eight Deluxe. I might be tempted to buy Mario Kart Eight again. We'll see. It's gonna be in the offing though, so maybe not. Well, it depends. Um, Skyrim. I've never played it. I don't know I if I will no now. Desire to play it. Okay. And it's not because it's being on the Switch or anything. It's just not your style. It's not a game that's ever appealed to me. Okay. Um. Street Fighter? Ultra Street Fighter 2, the final challengers. This looks kind of neat to me. Oh, I mean, it's it's a 16-bit Street Fighter game. Cool. But I like that they are doing the graphic swap style. You can pick which one you want to play. Did you ever play the no. HD remix? No. Was it you good? You really should. But was it worth it? Really enjoyable. Okay. Because they had the guys from Udon yes. do the comic series. Yes. Do the artwork. So, question next, about that. Next then. time we're recording in my place, I'm gonna I'm gonna fire Let's it up play. for you. Thank you. Um, did they change the hitboxes at all, or is it just a graphic overhaul? There have been some tweaks, some balances. Okay. Um, there is the big news about it is that Evil Ryu and Violent Ken mm-hmm. have been added to the roster and will be playable okay. for the first time in uh, Street Fighter Two title. Uh. They have added throw teching to the game. I don't know what that is. Throw teching is traditionally in Street Fighter, like you walk up close to a guy and you press the the punch or the kick button, and you get a throw. Yeah, I believe it was Alpha Two or Street Fighter Alpha Three where they introduced throw teching, and basically what that is like they changed the throw to just a one button push to a command where it's like you have to press. Light punch and light kick at the same time to do a throw. And throw teching essentially is if you press light punch and light kick at the same time as the opponent does, you both kind of break away from each other and kind of cancels each other out. So you get what's called a throw tech. And that's been introduced in Ultra Street Fighter 2, the final challengers. Okay. Which has not been announced yet if it is... A Switch exclusive. Ah. So. Well, seeing as it's been announced there first, I, it's implied, but I, yeah, I feel you. Yeah. It, it's un- unknown. Um, okay. So. What do, you, what do you think of the price? Price is, f- okay, the price of the console is fine. I'm, I'm fine with that. Where I start getting a little miffed is in the accessory pricing <laughs> because whoa hold Got on it, a moment I brought it up here on the website 
hmm, let's see, if I want another controller to play two-player games, it can't be that expensive. They're simply two very small pieces of plastic. Now, they have HD a PlayStation. Rumble. They have HD. Oh, stop, stop, stop. They made don't, a big point out of it. Hang on, hang don't. on, hang on, hang on. A brand new stop PlayStation 4, Xbox One controllers, Yes, which have the same yeah. Rumble features. Not, no, they don't. Goes for 60 bucks. Yes. I know that. I'm not not defending it. For $80 to buy a new controller for the Switch. I'm not defending it price point, but I'm going to say they did make a huge point in that presentation to say that the Rumble that they are including is some kind of new super duper crazy Rumble feature that mimics like physical objects. That's, you know what? And that's that's fine. That's all well and great. That when they did the whole drinking glass. See, that was silly. They needed a better example than that. Yeah, that's all well and great. But here's the thing. Every new system always has one really cool feature that never gets really used. This is going to be that feature for the Switch. Um, Or, may may I counterpoint to you? This is going to be the feature that every console integrates in their next iteration. Because Nintendo did it first. Rumble Pack. Analog Stick. Yada yada. The D-pad, shoulder buttons. Nintendo kind of does these things, and then they get picked up by other companies down the road. But Nintendo does it first. They don't. I'm not. I'm not saying they do it best because right now I would argue I'm with you. I think it's too expensive. Yeah. But they are doing a new feature that we'll see how it pans out. But I can easily see Sony or Microsoft going like, okay, put it in the next one. We'll see what we can do with it. Someone yeah. will do I something think, with it. I don't think it justifies. Making it twenty dollars more. I'm not saying it does either, because again, I had sticker shock when I saw the prices on this stuff. Uh, the Pro Controller, seventy dollars. Yeah. Hey, I'm and, buying one. And but if, Jesus, yeah, if Ultra Street Fighter Two is an exclusive Jesus. Switch, and I want to play that, <laughs> I'm not going to play Ultra Street Fighter Two on on the the, the button D pad. Yeah. Yeah, I feel you. I feel you. Seventy dollars. My God, man. Um. Yeah, I, I I could do without the uh, accessory pricing. Ooh, Zelda skins. Yep. Yeah, I, I I you could you could twist my arm to buy those. Uh, look, yeah, console price I think is fine, but th- th- these accessory prices are just whoa. I think slow it down, <laughs> slow pump pump the brakes, Nintendo. I think the accessories are too much. I think the console is fifty dollars too much. Oh, for the technology they're using. Do we know the technology they're using? It's got 32 gigs of storage. Yep. Which is far and away least of any console out there. It is expandable. Even even least of like most, you know, last gen consoles. Mm -hmm. 720p. Uh, Again, that kind of goes to. On the handheld, yes. On the handheld. Again, it kind of goes to Nintendo's art style and whatnot. Uh, You're not going to notice that on the on a handheld. The battery life is exactly what I thought it was going to be, which is not good. Um, if it, minimum of two hours, maximum of six, depending on the game. They said Zelda runs three hours. Oh boy! I own a 3ds. If I get three hours out of that thing at an airport, I'm 
pleasantly surprised. This is not a big deal. Yeah, but your 3DS didn't cost you three hundred dollars. Uh, it's two hundred dollars, and which is a hundred dollars less than three hundred dollars. Uh, I don't. I I think yeah, this is You're a total the battery non-issue. life is a disappointment. I think it's a non-issue it's for total for non-issue. What the system is, I think it's fifty bucks overpriced. That being said, they showed me enough to get on board. Okay, Zelda, Mario, Splatoon, Street Fighter. Uh, that square RPG game. Yes, octopus something or other, or whatever the hell they're calling yeah, it. Yeah, <laughs> I don't care what they call it. Looks friggin' awesome. Yeah, it looks pretty cool. Um, I probably will not get one at launch, but I can foresee myself possibly getting one within the launch window. Okay, which I usually generalize as four months. All right. Um, well, give it, that's going to give you some time to build a little library because uh, <laughs> titles are a little scant. Yeah, well, but here's the thing: the the big home run of them was them saying Zelda because as as much as the other games look great, Zelda seems to be the only game anyone's talking about. Yeah, and they said that Zelda will launch with the on console console launch date March third. Yes. Do you think that will happen? Yeah. Okay. They just said it was. <laughs> look. Not for nothing. Now, I know Nintendo has been known. <laughs> that's known. That's really cute, Drew. Uh, look, they've delayed Zelda a million times. And I'm not saying it's just Nintendo. No, no, no. Games get delayed. But we are talking about the launch of this thing is, is, is like two months away. Yeah. You ain't going to delay it anymore. This is happening. It's really real world time. <laughs> All right. Um, I hope it does. Don't get me wrong. I hope it does. I know how much you love Zelda. Yeah, I do. I want a, lot. a happy Drew makes for a happy world for a lot of us. Don't worry. It's coming. It'll, it'll right. be out on time, as promised. Um, what? Aside from Zelda. Yes. Which is clearly going to be a system seller. Yes. What else have they confirmed for launch? Uh, Mario's that, Holiday. That one-two switch game. <laughs> Super, uh, Super Bomberman, actually. Uh, Eight-player Bomberman uh, revival on okay. launch day. All Looks right. kind of neat. And I think like one other title. So it's pretty slim. What Not going to lie. It's a little slim. Yeah. But, 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 but. <sighs> Let's think back to the uh, current generation consoles launches. Yeah, launch. What the launch hell? lineups are. What were the launch lineups? Of, can you, can, does anyone remember the launch lineups of the PS4 and the X-Bone? The past two generations... Launch lineups have been pretty much slightly graphically better versions of games that just launched for the previous generation. If that. Yeah. So I didn't buy a PS4 until Doom came out because I felt like the first year of that console's life was like a barren wasteland of stuff not worth my time. I'm sorry, but that's just what I saw. So every company's going to put out a console with the promise that more is coming. Nintendo is no different, so I don't think they should be hung for the launch day lineup because more games are coming. Just Dance 2017. Oh, let's go, baby. <laughs> yeah, sorry. No, I'm not playing that. Um, look, it's a Zelda machine for a while, and that's yeah. it's perfectly acceptable to me. It's, Zelda deserves a showcasing, and it will get it. So they said they have over 80 titles in development. I hope that's true. I hope they all come out, and I hope a lot of those are good. Here's where I get nervous. Stupid question really quick yeah. before you get nervous. Are you aware of the other editions of Zelda that are coming out? Yeah, they uh, they have bonus... Uh, special edition yeah. and master's edition. They've got uh, trinkets. 
bundled with them, like maps and books and stuff and statues. One hundred and thirty bucks for the uh, Master's Edition. It's got a it's got a, a Master Sword statue bundled with it. It's pretty cool. Not gonna lie, Alrighty. but I had to forego it because I I only have so much yeah, yeah. monies. Um, okay, so getting you nervous. Nervous. Here's here's where I really get nervous. I get nervous about uh, the online stuff. This is not Nintendo's forte, and I think they're going to somehow derp it. And another high price tag. Uh, well, they haven't said what the price tag is going to be. dollars for a year. They said that? When did After, that come out? When did they announce that? Out, like in the past day or so. I um, want confirmation six, on that. First six months are free for everyone. Let's get confirmation on that. But okay, that sounds a little steep. Yeah, that's, again, 20 bucks more than... Actually, no. That leads me both, to believe it's not true. Both... Um, Sony and Microsoft are at, I believe, sixty yeah, sounds they're right. They're at sixty. If you or, look on, you know, slick deals, whatever, you might get a card for forty, but you got to yeah. really strike gold. I'd be shocked if it's eighty. If you can find the confirmation on would that, would you be though? After after what they're charging for everything else, would you be shocked? Shocked, no, but I would be surprised and disappointed. Put it that way. Let me let me ask you this then: What do they have to do? Because you're not a huge online gamer. Uh, multiplayer online, no, not generally speaking. So what does Nintendo have to do to get you to spend $80 for a year's membership? Some kind of uh, expansive, and that's the key word, uh, virtual console lineup at will. Not to buy individual games like like, a, like an arcade. Like I can, I can with, my, with my $80, I have access to play whatever retro games. I want. I'll pay a fee to do that. To play them whenever I want. I don't think that's what they're going to do, though. I got a bad feeling about that. So, yeah, the online worries me a bit. Um, I don't know how it's going to work exactly. Uh, They're talking about, like, voice chat and lobbies and stuff like that. Or not lobbies, but voice chatting and matchmaking being done on an app on your phone and not on the console itself. I don't know how that works exactly. So, that's a little puzzling i don't I, again I, I don't know until i get it i don't i don't really know but i feel like it's not going to be xbox live and it's not going to be playstation network it's going to be somehow different and that could translate into it not being as good so concerning other concern i have probably my biggest concern i remember the wii u launch when third parties were supposed to be back on board and we're going to support nintendo we have games in development for the wii u and yay here we are. Look at our third-party games. Hey, look, it's Mass Effect 3. Hey, look, it's Batman, Arkham, whatever. Look at us. We have third-party games. Hey, Ninja Gaiden. There you go. And then nothing came out again from any of those publishers. So when these third parties say they're on board, I don't trust any of you. None of you. <laughs> EA, especially you, because you pulled this crap last time with Nintendo. Yeah, I have first no trust with EA. None. None. Capcom's there for you. Capcom is there for me. That's hey, hey, if they can, if Capcom can revive their heyday on Nintendo platform, I will be so happy. Like, hey, we got a new Mega Man coming out. Okay, let's talk. Anyway, uh, third parties are my big concern. And you know what? To be honest with you, as a Nintendo fan, I'm used to this being a thing. So I don't. You know what? If they don't come around, and I all I get are my Nintendo games. I'm fine, yeah. but 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 I want I want a big expansive you, library. You don't 
buy a Nintendo system for some time now, ever since like N64, yeah. you don't buy a Nintendo system for third-party support. No. You're buying a Nintendo system for Nintendo games. Yes. Now, over the life of the system, they make that worth your while they because do. they create some really great games. That being said, I know we've had the discussion in the past about the current status of Metroid. Oh. I would like to see them move beyond Mario, Zelda, and Donkey Kong. Well, here's the thing. They are. Splatoon is is a new thing. That is a new franchise for Nintendo. And we are getting a new Splatoon game on top of a new Mario game, on top of a new Kart game, on top of a, a likely a Smash Brothers game down the road. But uh, And a Zelda game, obviously. I, too, though, sir, nothing would please me more. Nothing <laughs> would please me more than for them to come out tomorrow and be like, oh, by the way, we've got an awesome new Metroid game coming. We heard you. We heard you. Metroid, and here it is. Kid Icarus. Yeah, slow down with uh, that. That's not happening again. <laughs> Those are the big ones. Those are the big ones. Kid Icarus is not a big one, but the other ones are big. Metroid is one of the big ones, and it's just, it, I don't know what's going on with it. No one yep. does. It's dying on the vine, man. Nintendo, so here's, okay, again, what have I said in the past? Cultural divide. Yeah. East, west. Nintendo is a very Japanese company, and Metroid ain't that hot in Japan, man. It's just not. Never has been, never will be. Nintendo does not understand the appeal to Western players of the Metroid series. They need someone to, to tell them, like, look, this is the appeal. We like it. We'll buy it. Yeah. Put Retro Studios or whoever back in charge of it. Let them make another Prime game. Let them make a 2D one, too. The supplemented. Do two games. Give me something. <laughs> I'm playing Super Metroid right now on my Super Nintendo. Again, yeah. for, like the, for like the 90th time. <laughs> Because it's my favorite game. Because it's great. It's, yeah. I know it pains you. I'd like a new one. I'd, I'd love a new one. I know you would. Um, another thing that's a <sighs> kind of concern for me is if if the system is not a long-term success, mm -hmm. Nintendo kind of has a track record of bailing on the system when it's not working out. I don't like granted. Um, granted, I got into the Wii U late in the game, mm -hmm. but I've this past Christmas I had had my Wii U for a year. Nothing has come out for it. Yeah, legitimately nothing has come out. Yeah, for it. they focused. The, they 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 shifted over to Switch and at a certain like, point. Systems that you can argue were not long term successes for. I mean, there's no argument when you talk about Virtual Boy. That was a abject failure from the get go. Um. The Wii, the Wii U, maybe, maybe you can make a case for the GameCube, but you'd be stretching a little bit. But it seems like if it's not experiencing that gangbuster success, they'll bail on it and start working on the next thing. Here's the thing that I would say to that. I, I, I share that concern with you, and you're justified. But as a company, I guess I would say, well, what do you expect them to do? If no one's buying the console... If you're not giving yeah. them reasons to buy the console. I think within the first couple of years, they're going to know if they have the reasons or not. That's, see, that's the thing. I would, my big hope is that the Switch does better in its first year or two than the Wii U did. And if it does, they'll, they will back it. And hopefully, third parties will back it too and go, hey, there's an install base here. Let's make some games for this thing. Yeah. So that's what I hope happens. And based on early feels, it seems like that's the case. 
that it's going to do better than the Wii U. I don't know that for sure, but it I feels think, like it I is. I think legitimately it will do better than... I think, obviously, financially, let's be honest, it's not going to take a lot to do better than the Wii U. No, but I want to see an upward Nintendo, swing. Nintendo didn't shine a good light on the Wii U when it came out. No. A lot of people just didn't know what it was. It was, mixed, yeah, it was marketed yeah. very poorly, and it was kind of a half-baked idea. I'll admit the that. The Wii's numbers are kind of stacked only because of Wii Sports. Yeah. So, obviously, we can hope for it to achieve that kind of success. Oh. Um, I don't think it will, only because, again, as of now, it's not announced that there's any pack-in game with it. Right. And it's $50 more expensive than the Wii U was at launch. Those are the two things was that's... A, yeah. Wii, um, launch, or Wii, Wii at launch was $250. Uh, I was gonna, well, that was 10 years ago. So, I mean, well, it was still it, it was still $50 cheaper than the next... Like, it was still 50 bucks cheaper than... Um, than Xbox 360. Yeah, but... Well cheaper than PlayStation 3. Different times, and it, and it wasn't as robust in terms of its features, I guess I'll say, for, than the Switch. The Switch is packed with stuff. Like, it's, it's, it's a tablet, and it's got the controllers, and it's got a dock, and it's got all this stuff. Nothing mentioned about the physical format of the games. Cartridges, man. Well, we know that, but they didn't, like, show us any of what they oh, look like or anything. I would venture to guess they're going to look like 3DS games to a degree. Yeah. Not, maybe, not, maybe not identical, but that form factor, which is, that's kind of cool. I like the cartridges are coming back. I'm, I'm fine with that. Yeah. I like the idea of no loading times. Um, yeah, I think we've, I think we've pretty much covered everything. I mean, uh, again, I've shared my concerns, but as yeah. a Nintendo fanboy... I pre-ordered two. Not one, two. Why'd you pre-order two? Because I don't trust either outlet to hold the release date, and I think they might have oversold them, and I'm worried that one of them might slip. So I'm going to keep my eye on that shipping date to make sure it doesn't move, and then I'm left with the decision. Do I cancel one of them, or do I just buy both and then punt one? Punt one on you? Yes. You're... Yeah, you're the third person to tell me that. I think I'll do that. Nintendo's going to underproduce like they always do. I don't think dicks. so. They said they're going to have two million out worldwide day of release. <laughs> yeah, right. That's what they said. Worldwide. Yeah. So that's 1.5 million for Japan and 500,000 for everyone else. <laughs> that would be funny. I don't know if that's the truth, but that, that would be amusing to me. Yeah. No, they're going to underproduce. They're gonna be, there's going to be a scarcity. And I would say you're, probably your peak... Sell time is one month after. Wait, you're you're saying to wait? Yeah, I'm saying obviously keep an eye on the prices. Hmm, I'm tempted to put it up right away. The prices are probably going to peak, but because people aren't going to jump to eBay right away because they know eBay is going to be high, they're going to try and get it other places. Okay, they're going to exhaust okay. every possible option. They're going to drive to every store. They're going to go to every website they can. Okay. And when that is done, when that whole process is done... When your retail options are in ashes, <laughs> then you have my permission to buy. Yes, exactly. <laughs> okay. Could have said it better myself. All right. So, yeah. I like it. I will do that, I think. All yeah. Right. Cool. So, all right. Yeah. New Nintendo system coming out. Drew is firmly on board. I'm on board. I am mostly on board. I, I, I have reservations, but I'm on board. It. I am. I am on board in that... If something came out I didn't like about it, I would be off board. A lot of it, not going to lie, depends on 
Ultra Street Fighter 2. <laughs> and maybe a lot of people rolling their eyes right now because it's not a new Street Fighter game. It kind of is. But, no, it's not. <laughs> but, as but I've said before, we've all got our blind spots when it comes to fandom minus Street Fighter. So, yeah. All right. Cool. That switch. wraps up. Let's switch to something else. Let's switch to something else. Like some paper rustling. As we get into... Wait, you said rustling, right? Not wrestling? Paper Kurt rustling, as JJL okay. said. Because nothing really good has gone on in wrestling in the past couple of weeks. Well, Ken, Kenny, well, Kenny, Kenny and Okada kind of set the bar pretty so high. We, we, went, <laughs> we went to the peak of the mountain, We did. Sir. We, we <laughs> saw the sky. <laughs> you know, I saw the horizon. It was good. You know what it was? It was that scene. I hate to use a bad movie now uh, for this <laughs> analogy. But it was that scene from The Matrix 3 oh, when God. they were in the hovercraft. And they shoot way up in the sky. I've blocked it and out. And they clear the clouds. Oh. And Trinity sees real sky for the first time. And she's just like, it's beautiful. And then they descend right back down into the... I've blocked that whole movie out of my memory <laughs> banks. Wow. All right. Luke Cage, episode 10. Episode 10. Take it personal. Now, this one kind of goes back to our regular Luke Cage episode length. Yes. Sort of. Length. It's a little shorter, actually. And so we had one really long episode last week, and now a shorter one. Yeah, and it's a little bit kind of starting to resolve pacing issues. Slightly. Slightly. You see the beginnings of it here. I'm not saying this episode completely resolves the pacing issues. Once we I'm get saying, off the farm. I'm saying there are more pacing problems in this episode than there is resolution of pacing issues, but there is still some resolution. Okay. Well, this is the, like I said. We've said this before on the show. Once they're once they're out of the farm, things kind of yeah. re- get back to normal. Right now, they're just again they're padding. I feel like they're padding this the, out. Yeah. This whole they're, origin thing, or not origin, but the, get the bullets out of Luke thing. It's yep. this is not needed at all. We we open up the episode with some hard science work here. Yes. Some oh. legitimate science work because when the experiment's not working. What you do is you plug in a toaster and you throw it in the tank, and that that fixes stuff. My notes here say Claire is quite reckless, which I think even the scientist man who looks hideous uh, tells her. Yeah, and I have a note here. It seems more like psi magic than science. Uh, hey, look, let's hand wave this. Yeah, I know. I know. We're gonna. We're, I'm gonna. You're be boiling little... a man in acid to pull out shrapnel from alien metal <laughs> because his skin is made from abalone shells. You're saying I'm picky a bit. I'm How just is. saying we. This is the bed they've okay, made. We right. have to kind of lay in it now. All right. I feel you. And apparently, Luke has a healing factor. Uh, well, yeah, I guess. But I guess you'd have to hurt him first. Yeah, that's... which you can't do. Yeah, so, I don't know. Can I ask? Also, ask a did question you about this. They completely did not show any type of repair work being done on the shoulder wound. I was gonna say, wasn't he shot twice? Yeah, he was. Once in the abdomen, once in the shoulder. So we forgot one of them. Well, you know, we want to keep him humble. Leave that stuff in there. But it was killing him. But let's forget about that. Let's get <laughs> like move you on. Said, for Mar- for, I gotta say, for as tight as, as most of these shows are, uh, I, that seems to be a glaring omission. But that's okay. They they get the, the shrapnel out, and Luke's okay. He comes out of the turkey fryer, and he he's he's okay. Mostly, mostly, mostly. 
Um, while he's on the farm, we get some. He's kind of in recovery, and the doctor gives the, you know the whole spiel about like, oh, you were going to be the first of a whole new breed of soldiers. Get some background, and, yeah. These other guys volunteered, and they knew what they were getting into, and you know he's so the scientist is a jerk. Luke was, you know, a guinea pig, and there's didn't. there's a lot of Luke background in this episode that I feel could have been saved for season two. Now I know what you're going to say. They they were given one season by Netflix, and that's what they had to make work with. Let's be realistic here. <laughs> This is if this was the first series they came out with, I would say sure, I can see that. Sure. You know, fire it all off in one season. We've had two seasons of Daredevil, one season of Jessica Jones. We're getting Defenders, Iron Fist, another season of Daredevil. Punisher. Punisher. We're getting all this stuff. I think it's safe to assume you guys are gonna get a second season. Yeah. And they are. It's pretty safe to say. Yeah. yeah. Uh yeah, I feel you. Um so Luke in this episode is kind of coming to terms with himself in a way. Yeah. Is this the episode we'd say where he kind of like decides once and for all, like what he's going to be and who he's going to no, be. That's, that's more the end of the season. Okay. Um, we get the, uh, the Reva heel turn. We do get the Reva heel though. turn. His, 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 his main squeeze. Yeah. Yeah. What do you think about that? Um, that hurts, man. I liked it. Yeah. Well, it it gives it gives Luke some depth, I guess. Yeah. It it takes something away from him that he had. And it's sad. It's actually sad cuz, you know, this is yeah. the woman who she died. And we yeah, got this some... is this is the woman who was so built up in Jessica Jones. Right. Right, right, right. And then had a lot of that same build up in early on in the season. And now we find out. And now we find out. And I like that they kind of did that. Was just kind of flipping on its head. So it's one of the one. She choices. wasn't altruistic. Yeah. She was she was part of the program that was looking for people to put into the tank and to experiment on. And the, she picked Luke because he was the best candidate. Yeah, and not because she actually liked him. And, and it leaves that. you still wondering: Was she still kind of gaming him after he broke out of Seagate and they met up in that motel? Well, there is a moment of uh, there is a moment that's kind of ambiguous. When they flash back to the hotel and he says, thank you for saving my life. And she says, thank you for changing mine. Question. You could, you could take that one of two ways. One, thank you for changing mine as in redemption for her. She knows she did not get into this for altruistic purposes and that she lied to Luke. And now that she has helped him escape, she actually has a connection with him and she is no longer like that and she has an actual connection to luke now or thank you for changing my life as in you surviving what you just survived proves the work i was involved in and i'm going to game you yeah and i guess that's kind of up to you to decide and that's i guess i would say it's up for luke to decide as well um yeah it's definitely a a decision they made that i really it's it's good because you don't see it coming no and, and it adds like it, as much as we enjoy a lot of what's going on with like Marvel films and Marvel television, there's not a ton of surprises. No, and we how many heroes have a dead coming? How many how many heroes are motivated by the dead loved one or whatever? Yeah. And so we had that again with Luke, but surprise, it's not quite what he thought it was. Yeah. So that's a good development. Um 
but yeah, I think when he tells Claire on the beach, like, I like the idea of Reva. So I think even he's kind of choosing to say, like, I know she might not have been doing this for the right reasons, but I wonder if he even... I, I think he wonders, maybe I did change her in the end. I, yeah. It's hard to say. The wonders there. Um, we, again, I think a lot of the, like, the flashback stuff we get to later on in the episode with them going back to the old church. Yeah. I think that all could have been, like, that, Cotton Ma- uh, Diamondback... Um, all could have been saved for season two. I think it would have been much better used in season two. Leave a little mystery to the character. Maybe dig a, maybe just touch on it a little bit in Defenders. Majority of this could have been left for season two. And especially, again, jumping on later in the episode, did we need the whole Frankenstein's monster scene, trash in the barn? Oh, uh, no, no, because it doesn't really pay off. He That's, trashes the barn, but, like, he didn't, like, tra- Like, when he started taking out the, 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 the beams, I'm like, that barn's going to collapse, but yeah. it doesn't. Yeah, it's just kind of... So it's just a little, oh, Luke Mad scene. That's all it really is. And we've got the, uh, the hard drive that still has the information from the yeah. drive. It was miraculously not damaged and, and all of that. Um, contrasting, let's, it's interesting you brought up the flashbacks with Luke and... Uh, Diamondback when they were kids, or well, not Diamondback specifically, but his mother and Luke's father, and the fact that they're half brothers and all that stuff. So, Mariah and Cottonmouth got a fantastic flashback episode. Yeah, probably like my favorite episode of the season. Mm-hmm. And we're gonna do a flashback episode with Luke, but we're not gonna go that direction. I think they. I split think that's it up disappointing. This episode and the next episode. Yeah, I think they should have. We get more of the uh, Luke, uh, as we learned in this episode, as Diamondback's real name is Lewis Stryker. Yes. Uh, so we get more of the, the Carl Lucas-Lewis Stryker relationship in the next episode in flashbacks. We do. We do. So, but again, like you mentioned, that episode with Cottonmouth, they did that all in one episode. It was really tight, really compact, and worked really well. Yeah. And it just seems like they haven't our opportunity to give us another episode like that. And they just kind of... They, they dip a toe in the water in this one. Yeah. I, they yeah. should have... They should have. They really should have focused that in and made it and sell it. I think one thing that was done well in this episode was the the kind of the mirror that the show is holding up to, you know, real life frictions between law enforcement and okay. uh, citizens. Sure. I think you see like a legitimate police reaction when the one cop is killed by Diamondback pretending to be Luke. Yeah. And you see like, you get to see that they're, yeah, they're cops but this is also like their friend. Yeah. Well, cops are a family. So you mess with one, there's going to be pushback. And and you see that one thing, they did, I'm not like we discussed in our social justice episode, mm-hmm. there's a lot of times I'm not sure how to properly react to stuff like this, only because of my upbringing. This is not anything I ever encountered in my life. Okay. I'm a white boy who was raised in Amherst, New York, which for many years was legitimately the safest place in America to live. Right. What do you think of them using, in a lot of these scenes where the, the citizens are being rousted to find where Luke Cage is? I think they made a, a purposeful choice to use cops of color in these scenes. 
And um, also the cop who the cops who, who beats up the kid beats up Lonnie also is also a person of color. Do you think that that was a, a choice to show that it's not so much race as it is stature, police, police power, power, um, citizens, no power. It's it's too intentional to be an accident yeah. so i think yeah the show is kind of saying it's not necessarily a racial issue it's more of a police non-police issue but that's dicey man because you know it is race too you know yeah you can't deny that no one can deny that but mm-hmm. don't dispute the fact that you know it can be racial even amongst all race yeah, when you have that kind of cop not cop divide, it it it's these are very tricky subjects. Yeah, I don't and know, I, and I don't and know I that Luke Cage the show for going into it. I don't know how much they thought on. about it here, though. Now that, you, now that you're bringing it up, I think they might have just figured we don't want to make cops look. Too, we don't want to. We don't want this we to don't look want too to be racial. The stereotype, right? Yeah, all white cops. You know. Yeah, and the dialogue between the one cop and the. The lieutenant, the chief, like the chief inspector, that dialogue that plays out in like two to three minutes is kind of a commentary on what, like the perspective. Again, like last episode, we had Misty kind of laying out the police, modern police mentality. Right. In a lot of ways, this is kind of juxtaposing that in that it's laying out police perspective from what, from their angle and from how they see it. Yeah, one of theirs gets killed, and you know, it, big stuff. It is big stuff for a show of about you know superhero people. Yeah, but it's that format that I think is, you know, putting it in that casing, that superhero casing. Yeah, gives you an in with people that you might not like. You're showing them something, and they're learning about something, and they're not knowing they're learning about it. Yeah, yeah, I know what you're saying. So. Um, I don't think the only thing I have kind of take issue with is I don't know that the show takes a real stand and makes a statement about it. It just kind of puts it out there. I don't think I don't think its purpose was to take a stand or make a statement. Okay. I think what okay. it tried to do is just cast a reflection. Okay. Well, it that definitely does is, that. This is what is out there. This is we are presenting it within this world we live in, within the rules that we live by in this Marvel Cinematic Universe, we're putting it out there as real as we possibly can. Okay. This is the information. Do with it what you will. Fair. I I, I wish Luke would have... Well, I wish the show would have taken a, a definitive, like, stance. One way or the other. And they may... You know, maybe Marvel didn't want to do that because they, they're going to have to take some heat if they, t- they take the wrong side. Yeah. Finger quotes. You no, know what I'm I get that. I get that. But... I don't know. I, I if I'm going to respect the art, then I want the art to really make yeah. a point. And maybe you know what? I, having said that, I, I as these episodes kind of wind down and we finish the season, um, maybe it does, and I just blocked it out. I don't know, but we'll get there. We'll get there. Yeah, especially like I think we we can easily agree that uh, last week's episode and this episode kind of missteps for the show. A little stumbles bit stumbles with the pacing or whatnot. So. Maybe it's kind of putting this in there as maybe a counterbalance to that, or maybe this might unfortunately get lost in like 
pacing issues of that. One thing I thought was really interesting in this episode is uh, Mariah kind of giving a name to, or kind of giving a designation to what is becoming known as the superhero community. What did she call it? She, well, she keeps saying like air quotes, like superheroes. Like she calls out Jessica Jones for for killing Kilgrave. Right. For unconfirmed reports. Um, Talking about Luke Cage and how he's bulletproof and everything. She's kind of trying to, obviously, as we learned in the last episode, it's going to be for the purpose of selling arms. Yes. And Diamondback, for, for all your critiques of Diamondback, um, in this episode, he actually addresses one of the concerns that we were talking about last episode. How the cops could afford to buy how these the things? How the cops could afford Well, you just break it down and make it in a lot of small Yeah, I wrote... It's powerful, Isn't that still, convenient? I wrote, that's yeah. such a contrivance. But okay, sure. But, um, sure, sure, sure. Like, obviously, she's, she's generating the fear to affect her and Diamondback's plan, but this is one of the first times... Between not only the Netflix films, but the cinematic universe as a whole, they were saying, okay, like between this and like you can argue the Sokovia Accords and Civil War. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Civil War was was big on that. Um, Ultron, to a degree, planted some seeds of that when they were fighting in Africa and all that and all the destruction that they caused and under what grounds did they have to do all that. And then follow that up with Sokovia. Um so yeah, they, I guess there are questions being asked about, uh, in subtle ways, uh, Warner Brothers, about the effect that these people have in the in the real world. Yeah, we don't need uh, you know congressional hearings with jars of urine to, uh, you know. Thanks, Zach, buddy, pal, bro, bro, <laughs> dude, jar piss, bro. It's great. <laughs> so edgy. Ah. Yeah. <sighs> Her yeah, Justice um, League's not very good. I heard from this, this Yeah, mumblings. Alan sent us that article. Mumblings. Things are happening. But see, here's the thing. I'm, I'm still... <laughs> Who knows? I don't care. I'm still thinking Wonder Woman will be good. Only because even with the previews to Batman v Superman, we knew that mm, this is probably not going to be that good. Because from the previews, you kind of saw that this is probably not going to be that good. Yeah. Wonder Woman for most of us, you know, most of us non-DC hating folk. Hey, now. Um, I'm just speaking truth, man. Come on. Just, Your truth just is. Accept, just accept. No, no, no. Just no. accept what you are. No, you're, no, no. You're a 95% DC hater. No, no, that's not true. Um, I'm, Wonder Woman still looks promising. Um, but yeah, you can I, make any trailer look snappy. It's got to come together into a coherent film at some point. That's no, I, I think. Get you. But I we'll see. You. We'll see. Those we reports are unsubstantiated, so we don't yeah. know. We don't know. Um, at the end of this episode, we get a little uh, guns, guns, guns. Yeah. Um, this community meeting at a nightclub, mind you, uh, turns well, into bullet fire. Christmas Addicts is still probably all busted up. Yeah, so. that's true. True, true, true. Yeah. But uh, yeah, gun uh, gunfire breaks out, and uh, Luke just happens to be there. Be- and Misty uh, well, spots no, Diamondback. It's not just happens to be there. Remember the guy selling the DVDs of the the yeah, incident yeah. told Luke about it. So sure, it's not you know happens. I'm just saying. No, no, no. Give, I know give continuity I know. credit where it's due. Credit credit is due. Credit given. <laughs> uh, Misty saw Diamondback in the club. She follows him up to Cottonmouth's old office. Yeah. Where he shoots her, and he uh, was going to finish the job on her, 
He shot her in the arm, by the way. That's, that's a plot shot point. Shot her in the arm. Shot her in the arm. Um, unloaded two clips. Which Two Luke. different Glocks. But Luke ate him. Got at least six shots off before Luke got in there. And only managed to hit her in the arm. It's unclear. They weren't clobs, sir. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe Diamondbacks is not a good shot. I don't know. <laughs> to be fair, he, actually, it's, it's proven that he's not. He shot uh, uh, Luke twice yeah but this was almost point blank range <laughs> and they did shoot that one guy in the head like last episode remember yeah yeah uh well hey i yeah. comes and goes i don't know ups and downs sharks and gutters um do you think missy's gonna get the cybernetic arm i wouldn't count on it i think it would be kind of a uh, you know what it all depends on how they handle iron fist okay because as we've discussed before iron fist is easily the most like fantastical yeah. Of the Netflix stories that they're doing. We'll find out. Yeah, we'll find out. I mean, if you're going to do the arm, that would mean you would have to bring in Tony Stark. Yeah. Because in the comics, he's the one that created the arm. And Robert Downey's not going on TV. I don't know. <laughs> he did Ally McBeal. When he was, he wasn't Robert Downey then. Now no. he's Robert Downey. No, I know. I think I would not put you it You don't past go him. outside unless you pay for 50 mil. <laughs> I don't think that's fully <laughs> true. You know, a good chunk of it's probably true, but no, I think he could surprise us. Okay. I, so, I'll believe it when I see it. Uh, but Luke uh, comes to the rescue of, of Misty, and uh, our last closing scene is him covering her as, as... Behind the bar. Behind the bar. As gun gunfire rains down, and says, I got you. I got you. Yeah. Okay. There you go. Yeah. Luke is here now. I think next episode we kind of start to pick up more into a proper pacing conclusion. Yeah, we get back to normal. Although we have speed like four last... episodes to go, three, four. This episode was ten, so yes. we have three episodes to go. Three to go. Okay. Yep. Three to go. Man, it seems like a lot for where we are in the story. <laughs> I think I think the pacing issues just really really hurt the season. Hey, it's well, good. It's good, but like there like was Jay some like Jay Gelsomino said last week, it's like watching two different shows almost. Yeah. So yeah, it is. We're in season one, part two. Yeah. One B. Yep. All right. Any uh, any last thoughts? No, no. That's that's good. Good. Okay. As we wrap, we're getting this, there. Yep. As we wrap this episode up, we encourage you, as always, to reach out to us, communicate with us. We will communicate back. You can reach us on Twitter at Devils Do Pod. You can. Find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash devils do pod. You can email us at the devils do pod at gmail.com, or you can find all this information on the devils do podcast.com. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for joining us for another episode of devils do. You look like you got something to say there. Nope. Waiting for you. Okay. Uh, we, we appreciate you listening to the show. Please share the show with others. Please toss us some reviews on iTunes. Uh, get the word out about the show. We really want to see the show grow in 2017. And yeah. What do you got? You look Got nothing, man. Okay. Sounds good. Let's grow this baby. All right. Do this thing. Light this candle. <laughs> Tell your friends. Tell an enemy if you don't like us. <laughs> that that's fair yeah um if you don't like us why are you still listening to us i mean we appreciate it don't get me wrong but yeah. you'd be surprised yeah that's true all right folks courts adjourned